Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Today is Tuesday. Kind of. Uh, but it'll be nice when uh, we get to next week and... Um, it's a f- <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. Uh, it'd be nice when you get to next week and it's a full work week where I won't have to lie to you about what day it is. I feel so awful. <laughs> Spank me. <laughs> uh, we're going to pretend it's Tuesday within the Libro Cube, which of course means it is TV Tuesday. I should say right off the bat, as I always plan to do and hopefully have not forgotten too, too often is that there will be spoilers, most likely. Chance of spoilers today, uh, 90%. Today's sponsor is Rose Nylon's Cold Oven. Once again, today's sponsor is Rose Nylon's Cold Oven. Are you sick and tired of your food going bad? Because you leave it out on the counter when you bring it home from the grocery store and it says refrigerate. Well, no more with Rose Nylon's cold oven. Simply place inside and instead of turning hot like your standard oven, it turns cold to keep your food fresh. Okay, so jumping right in, uh, how about I explain this TV Tuesday episode, just for the fact that because I was off uh, a lot over the holidays, what I did is sort of followed what I normally do when I'm off for a large chunk of time, is that I'll uh, throw myself a couple of TV marathons, serious TV marathons where I'll uh, take a show, uh, either one that I'm watching, or it's a perfect time to start a new one, and then just watch a shit ton of episodes. So that's what I've done here. Individual shows to talk about, I've only got like four, but episodes I've got like, well, I'll say it again, a shit ton. Because I enjoy saying shit ton. It amuses me. The uh, first show that I will talk about is Weeds. We have uh, talked about Weeds uh, three-ish times, if I had to guess, on the podcast. I uh, What I did was took all the available episodes on Netflix and watched every single one of them. Uh, I think I did, probably over the holidays, at least a season and a half, if I had to guess, of just non-stop watching one after the other. Which, to me, really is the greatest way to watch a show. So you really get uh, immersed in the world created by the writers and the actors and the directors and the um, prop guys. Um, the key grip, as well. Really, he helps immerse you. Uh, so that's why I got rid of my cable box and... 
sign up for Netflix and do a lot of TV on DVD watching. All right? All right. So uh, Mary Louise Parker is the star of Weeds. I'll just give a little feedback. Oh, man, I have to sneeze for, like, this entire car ride so far, and it's just not coming. Whew, driving me nuts. Uh, she is a single mother of two sons, deceased husband. In order to get by, she decided to get into the get, get into the selling business. What did she sell? Hmm. Maybe the title will be a little uh, hint. Weeds. More specifically, weed. Not plural. As in pot, marijuana, the ganj. Um, magical mystery herb. Mary Jane. Flutza Magutza. Teacher McGillicuddy. Goes by many, many names. Uh, we left off... I don't exactly recall where I left off as far as the podcast. Shit was going down, as it tends to do on the show, when you are a drug dealer. among When you are a, a woman, housewife suburban drug dealer among among actual scary drug dealer types uh, shit's gonna go down and it's gonna be pretty cool pretty cool and amusing just because it's funny to see that sort of fish out of water story uh, also very very good about the show is that Mary Louise Parker is super super hot uh, so I like that what I've done as far as uh, notes is sort of just point form jotted down a few random tidbits, so let's see where that takes us. The first one here says bikers um, slash fire with Mexicans. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that a biker gang was also selling weed. Uh, Mary Louise bought some, and it was apparently horrible, horrible weed, and no one wanted to buy any of it. So she said, uh, for future uh, purchases, thanks, but no thanks. Um, probably a scary, scary biker gang are not people you want to say no to. So uh, they beat her son and uh, threatened her, as I guess biker gangs do, apparently. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's nice biker gangs out there that like do things for the community. They're not all evil, so keep that in mind if you ever see a biker guy. So uh, Mary Louise Parker goes, visits the uh, Mexican, would you say a Mexican cartel? Mexican gang? Yeah. Uh, who she's had some, uh, I don't know if I go as far as dealings with, but she's, she's met him a couple of times and had some dealings with, okay, we'll say it, uh, in order to get protection. Because that was sort of the one thing her weed selling business was lacking was protection so um, what happens is the Mexicans the Mexican gang sort of um, lose their shit a little bit as I would describe it and um, go after these biker gang folk you never actually see any of this action I should point out but uh, they burn down their weed growing fields and Rather than just burning that down, they end up burning down 
accidentally, basically the entire town that uh, Mary Louise Parker lives in, which um, was interesting from the point of view, uh, something I have, can never really remember seeing in a TV show, so I liked it, was that basically the whole show then moved from this town that, for the most part, had been totally burnt down, and moved um, elsewhere, to another town. Oh, fuck, this sneeze is killing me, man. It was kind of confusing um, how, like, where these two towns were geographically and, like, how far apart. <coughs> Fucking hey. Oh, I may have orgasmed on that one a bit. <coughs> Aftershock. Oh. So they moved uh, into this secondary town. Eventually, I'll just point out that all of the people from the original town sort of flowed over for various reasons to this other town. So that was uh, interesting how they did that. Sort of a change in location for everybody. They, uh, Mary Louise Parker and her two sons moved in with uh, Mary Louise's father? Yeah, I guess it would be his father. Her father and uh, grandmother, who is uh, basically in a coma. The father, I was very, very pleasantly surprised, was placed, played by Mr. Albert Brooks, uh, who, uh, if you've listened to a lot of these podcasts, I know I have probably on a couple of occasions spoken very, very highly of his comedy abilities, and he has fulfilled those abilities once again, uh, in this role, since uh, Mary Louise Parker is now in with the Mexicans, she has moved over from the uh, sort of selling side of drugs to the trafficking side of drugs. So bringing over uh, drugs from Mexico. They, uh, they set her up. Well, f- first, they tested her out at doing like a drive to Mexico and coming back with drugs. Uh, It did not (laughs) work very well, so they decided against that. Uh, And then they set her up in this business, uh, maternity sort of a front, you would call it. This business uh, was a maternity wear store that in the back room, I don't want to give this away, especially if you're with the DEA, uh, had a tunnel to Mexico. I wonder if anything like that exists, like towns on the American side of Mexico um, have places with tunnels in the basement that lead to Mexico. I wonder how regular or irregular that is. Curious. Curious. Uh, Mary Louise Parker's oldest son ends up dating an older woman, a very attractive older woman, who is none other than, didn't write down her name, so don't get too excited, the um, mom from Modern Family. So I guess she did that before Modern Family, because uh, I'm pretty sure Weeds is uh, older than that. Yeah, it is. Mary Louise Parker notices that besides uh, Weed coming through the tunnel, there is much, much worse things. Uh, it starts off with sort of harder drugs, heroin being the case, um, and then she notices guns. And then her sort of final straw is when the human trafficking starts, 
and she basically uh, loses her shit over that. Uh, is not a big fan of the human trafficking, apparently, and uh, decides to uh, pull the plug on the whole operation and goes to the DEA and rats out the tunnel. Uh, that is where basically the uh, season left off. One other note I have here is that the younger son uh, had sex with two goth chicks. Younger being like 13, maybe? <laughs> so that's just the kind of show we got going here. Also, um, this is probably the biggest spoiler, is that uh, uh, one final note here is that um, Mary Louise Parker, the very last scene of the last episode of this season, which was four or five, can't remember, uh, she's pregnant. Oh my god! Pregnant with, I think, the, the super, super head guy of the Mexican cartel. So, pretty, pretty good stuff. Uh, getting close to work, let's try to get in uh, Adventure Time! Adventure Time with... Um, Finn the dog and Jake the human. Spoke um, somewhat briefly about the show before and promised to bring back more episodes. I uh, This time I did remember that all of season two, I put it on and did not stop until season two was complete. Some highlights were, in one of the episodes, I think it might have been the first episode, there was a talking heart, as in you know, a heart that is inside your body. He had more of that sort of heart-shaped Valentine's, not your actual heart shape, uh, who was voiced by Mr. George Takai, or Takei, depending on uh, how you want to say his last name, um, who you may know from Star Trek, played Mr. Sulu. So, I like that. Um, on that sort of note, there was an ep- other episode with a... Um, sort of, yeah, we'll go a city full of mutant kind of people, one of them by the name of Gork, who is played, voice act, voice acted, I should say, by a Mr. Michael Dorn, who you might also know as Worf from, again, Star Trek. So, pulling voice actors from some awesome shows to do some crazy uh, voice acting stuff. The other thing I thought was funny about this is that in my favorite video game, one of two, uh, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, Michael Dorn is the voice of the sort of head of, we could maybe say mayor, of the city of mutant guys. And in this episode, he was the voice of the mayor of these mutant guys. So, as Michael Dorn being somehow typecast as voice acting mayors of mutant cities? Is that is that possible to be typecast like that? Apparently it is. Uh, another episode featured how uh, uh, Jake and Finn unleashed a group of four, yeah, four businessmen from a block of ice. All four businessmen were voiced with the exact same voice. Uh, acted by Mr. Brian Posehn, who uh, just so happened to be, well, A, very funny, but B, currently listening to his podcasts that uh, just came out, in which he plays Dungeons & Dragons, called Nerd Poker, 
Uh, recommend checking that out. Oh, uh, did I give a rating to Weeds? I, I don't think I did. So far, the series is easily, I'll give a five. Adventure Time, uh, I'll give a four. Yeah, easily four. <laughs> Solid four. Okay, there was another uh, episode. Kind of what I'm bringing back here is the voice actors, just for this the last little bit since I'm about to pull into work. Another episode in which Lou Ferrigno voiced a uh, sort of barbarian dude. Um, if you uh, have gone over to my sort of sister site, Nerd Kane Adventures, you can uh, read a little story about my interaction, we'll say, with Lou Ferrigno and how he's a bit of a dirk. A dirk. He's a bit of a jerk. Uh, so maybe do that. Just uh, Google Nerd Kane Adventures. I'm uh, the top result. Yay. Alright, I'm going to go uh, in and do eight hours of work, and we'll come back with uh, a little bit more of the podcast. How does that sound to you? Sounds good to me? Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Eight hours of work behind us. Now a 20-plus-ish minute drive home um, from work, in which we'll maybe, uh... I'll tell you what we'll do. Why don't we talk a little bit about TV? Huh? 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 It is uh, Television Tuesday, after all, here within the Libro queue. So let's continue on, shall we? Let's just throw out a little uh, science query as sometimes I will do. Yesterday, driving home, it was minus 6 degrees. Um, I was cold slash cool, comfortable. Today, it is minus 4 degrees, and I'm friggin' freezing, man. <laughs> like, my fingers are frozen. Why is that? Scientifically, answer me. God, God damn you. Alright. Movies. I mean... So cold, my brain's not working. Uh, TV show The Third. This is a show that I had never heard of and did not know existed. And the missus and I were lying in bed um, one night, and they seemed to have sort of a marathon of said this show going. The show is called Brand X with Russell Brand. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what little I know of Russell Brand up until that point, um, I have liked. He seemed to be a, a weird dude, which uh, I'm always a fan of. Seemed very intelligent. Uh, and to round it off, probably the main reason I knew of him and had enjoyed uh, seeing him in various things was that he is funny. Very, very funny. Funny and, you can kind of tell with certain people, very, very quick-witted. Like, super uh, eerily quick-witted. The missus is also a fan, which doesn't always happen. <laughs> but in this case, uh, it was nice that we both were fans and decided to watch uh, the show. She apparently had heard of it. Uh, and for some reason did not report the findings of the show to me. What the fuck? Oh. Oh, man. 
Anyways, uh, okay, so we watched two or three episodes. It's got sort of a talk show, late night talk show vibe to it, definitely. He does uh, things quite differently, though, from a lot of talk shows, as you can imagine, with a crazy, weird, funny dude. Not to say, say, Jimmy Kimmel and Conan O'Brien are definitely got the funny going, definitely got the cool dudes going, just the craziness I don't think is quite amped as highly uh, as with the Russell Brand. It looks like we did just watch two. He had sort of, it seemed to be in broken up into two different segments each show, kind of, sort of. One in which he would bring out um, someone, I guess you would say not famous, who had a uh, unpopular opinion, and they would discuss this person's unpopular opinion. Um, he had a name for the segment that was funny in its spot-on accuracy of describing the segment. Uh, I forget what it was. The first one was a... <laughs> uh, it's funny just thinking about it. The first one was a Mexican woman who was uh, very, very opposed to illegal immigration. Gonna pause and let that swirl swirl around in your uh, in your brain a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, Russell Brand and this woman discussed this opinion um, and why she had it uh, and the craziness that was in this woman's mind <laughs> kind of poured out a little bit for the audience. Um, and then what he did was... <laughs> and he described this, how he did it, is he went to Home Depot and uh, picked himself up some Mexican immigrants, illegal immigrants, and brought them back to the show. And they all sat down and had a little little chit-chat uh, to very comedic effect. Uh, high in the comedy, but also, uh, which, which I uh, liked and appreciated he did, also threw out a little information and and showed both points of view. Which, um, what was I just talking about? Oh, uh, if you listen to yesterday's Movie Monday uh, episode, I watched a movie called Vegucated about veganism. Uh, and it's something that I like, is getting two sides of um, opinions, two sides of different matters, uh, even if I know, uh, I am, well, I don't know, but... I assume I'm not going to agree with one of the side points. I still like to hear it. Uh, in that case, the crazy vegetarians and vegans out there do not agree with them. So he did that, and then, uh, you know, went to a break, whatever, and then brought out his guest, who was, I am pleasantly surprised to announce, Mr. William Goddamn Shatner. So when I saw that, and my eyes lit up, and I said, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, the missus <laughs> was not too impressed with that, as uh, she is sometimes not with my love, my deep, deep, deep down love of Star Trek. Um, but whatever. I made her watch it from then on. She was on board, and then that happened, and there was no turning it off at that point. She knew she was stuck with watching it. Uh, Russell Brand and William Shatner together created a little slice of awesomeness. He was on basically uh, to plug his uh, app 
I don't know if it's just on the iPhone or if uh, it's also available on Android devices as well. Uh, did he mention that? I don't think he did mention that. Anyways, <laughs> I, uh, of course, went out. Well, didn't go out. Sat there and was a mobile and downloaded the app. It's called, um, how did he pronounce it? Shattery? Shatteroy? Oh, wait, wait. Sh- poetry? Shotery? It's like if he combined the word poetry with Shatner. Shatory? 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 Anyways, it's a dumb name for the app. <laughs> Let's just get that uh, right out the bat. Right out the bat? Let's get that right out the bat. It is basically William Shatner recorded, voice recorded, uh, 100 200 some odd different words and he said each of these words in sort of three different um, takes three different intonations three different ways and then you can mix and match them to say different things Uh, it's pretty fun I enjoyed it I think if you are if you are for some strange reason not a fan of William Shatner there is uh, probably zero reason for you to own this app. However, if you are, it's fun. Is it fun for hours and hours? I don't think it's fun for hours and hours, but what is, really? This podcast, for one. <laughs> okay, so uh, that was one episode. The other episode, he had on. And I don't know how he managed to do this, but he did it. He had on a couple of members of the Westboro Baptist Church. Again, let that sink in. If you know anything um, about these, uh, I should use air quotes and say people, because they are disgusting and do not even, I I don't think they should even be classified as human beings. Uh, They are probably the most hateful, oh, fuck, I don't know, um, they are what is what happens when religion, um, <laughs> happens, no, I, I shouldn't say it that bad, they are what happens when, uh, religion is taken at its most literal, could you, could you say that? I don't know, it, it, they're just a horrible, horrible group of people, um, I hope, you uh, listen to this and maybe dig a little bit into what the Westboro Baptist Church is about. Um, and if you are non-religious, atheistic, it will make you more so. If you are religious, um, these people will hopefully make you look a little closer at your religiousosities and uh, maybe leave them behind. Well, how about that? So maybe they do serve a purpose, if that happens to you. Uh, so, they had these fuckers on. See, don't get angry very often, but shit like that gets me riled up. Uh, (laughs) But then, what Russell Brand did, uh, to break in a little bit of the comedies, is, uh, invited three gay guys on. Um, the Westboro Baptist Church is very, very strongly against uh, gay folk in general, and not even just in general, 
just period. And it was funny, and um, it was it was funny because uh, I don't think this is possible, but I almost nah, maybe this is just sort of wishful thinking on my part, but I almost felt like the that Russell Brand through his just sort of very extremely charismatic nature. Um, had an effect on these two two guys from the Westboro Baptist Church. It's probably just me wishfully thinking that, but it, but but it almost it almost had that feeling. So I don't know. Very very good stuff. I'm a huge fan of the show now. If it, if it's not coming across, then he had on uh, after that little uh, little segment layer, the uh, guest uh, Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings who I don't really know from anything other than, I think she's done at least one, maybe a couple celebrity roasts, I think. That's the only place I, I think she maybe has her own show now. She's uh, she's funny. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have enjoyed things she has said, so there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll leave Russell Brand's new program Brand X behind with a uh, definite five out of five recommendation on those two episodes. Very uh, very cool stuff. Now we will move on to another show that I had heard of and have just started watching. Well, actually, I mentioned this morning that over the course of the holidays, I did TV marathons, and this was probably one of the bigger ones I did. Because I watched the first two series, that's a hint that it's a British, series of Little Britain. Little Britain. 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 That's how they all start, just in case you were unaware. It is... Oh, man, fuck. What was I going to say about this? I had the perfect explanation of the show. Oh, yeah, um, the what I think may be a perfect explanation. I don't want to get cocky here. I think this show is if you took uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, uh, and if that had sex with Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job. For <laughs> for that joke, for that um, theory to make sense to you, you will have had to watch Monty Python's Flying Circus. You will have had to watch... Um, Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job. Am I saying that right? And uh, you will have had to watch this. So, and, okay, wait, let's round it out with, you will have to be listening to this podcast right now. So, I'll tell you what. If all of those are true, and you know what I'm talking about, do me a favor, do me a solid, if you will, and uh, email me, to the email address provided in the closing credits because I want to be your friend. All right? All right. Uh, it is, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, which may be a lot of people, a skit show, a show of skits. Um, it is British, which means it has a British sense of humor. However, the reason I throw in the Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job is because... It's also pretty disgusting, <laughs> which may or may not appeal to you. It uh, quite often does appeal to me. However, I want to say that I am, when it comes to Tim and Eric, not always 
super impressed with their comedy. <laughs> Shocking, I know. They are, for some reason, highly, highly rated in just as terms, just in the terms of their comedy. Um, other comedians praise them, but for some reason, they just never really uh, do it for me very much. And um, kind of the same for some of these Little Britain uh, skits as well. Sad to say. Uh, they have skits that, for me, range from five to um, as low as a two. So I'll give the overall thing a four, just because the, the skits that are five that I laugh heartily at uh, make me forget, for the most part. Uh, skits that are two. Okay, does that, uh, does that meld with, with things I've said before? Does it make sense? find myself asking that on a semi-regular basis? Does it make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. I will answer myself, sometimes thusly. Okay, so let's run down what some of these skits were. There was... Oh, uh, okay, so it takes place in uh, Britain, and as many of you probably know, the uh, leader of Britain, like here in Canada, is the Prime Minister. The Prime Minister was played by none other... None other than Anthony Stewart Head, who you may know as uh, Mr. Giles from a little television show by the name of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Quite possibly my favorite, definitely in my top five TV shows. So, I like that. He was a prime minister and had a uh, gay uh, aide. And comedy happened. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a lot of these skits. It would be not just a skit, like they do many of them. Like every episode, they'd probably visit the Prime Minister maybe once and do various skits with him. So it's not like every single skit was a different uh, a different setting, group of characters, what have you. Kind of like um, uh, the another funny one was took place in Wales, which actually apparently... Um, the name Maywood was originally Magwood, and uh, was originally Welsh. So there you go, I got some uh, some Welsh in me. Uh, it took place in Wales, and it was about the only gay guy who lived in this small Welsh town, village. However, he, it wasn't actually, he wasn't actually, well, I, I don't want to give too much away, and I'm close to home. Um, only gay man... Quite a few ones take place in schools. Uh, one of the funniest ones, kind of, was it's this guy and either his brother or his really good buddy, a uh, really good buddy who's in a wheelchair, and he'll, he'll always say he wants something. <laughs> I'm not going to do it justice here, obviously. Uh, he'll always say he wants something, and then the guy will get it for him, and then as soon as he has it, um, he'll change his mind and want something else. Now, does me describing it uh, like that sound funny whatsoever? Probably not. However, it is. Okay, uh, very, 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 very close to home, but want to get the last one in. It is an episode of probably my favorite show, if I had to guess. Again, definite top five. Uh, Doctor Who, the Christmas episode. When I talked Doctor Who 
last time I did mention that I would almost guaranteed bring this one back here. And, hey, mission accomplished, fit it in. It was called, was it called The Snowman? Yeah, The Snowman. The Snowman. Uh, about, you guessed it, evil friggin' snowman. Yeah, that happened. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Doctor Who, shame on you. And this one took place in, I guess, the uh, 1700s in London. The uh, snowman, the head evil snowman, was voiced by by Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, otherwise quite known often as Gandalf, otherwise known as Magneto, now otherwise known as super evil snow snowman guy thing from Doctor Who. Huh. Uh, the episode, kind of the coolest thing to take away from it, as the Doctor is going to take away, is he kind of, sort of, potentially will soon have a new companion in the shape of a very, very attractive uh, brunette girl. Um, I think I've talked about on the show my love of dark-haired beauties, such as the missus. Okay, so I'm at home trying to open my garage door, which is giving me troubles. Let's end her there with, uh, oh, you know what we'll do? Speaking of the missus, it is her birthday today. So, happy birthday to her, and it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.